0: This is Peer into Character featuring insight and perspective on character and leadership. Compelling conversations and inspirational stories from athletes, coaches, and others that delve into the skills, attitudes, and values that lead to excellence on and off the field. Chuck Wilson on Sports and our Peer into Character conversations are presentations of Evenfield, a nonprofit organization cultivating integrity, life skills, and leadership through sports. Now, here's Chuck. Our peer-to-character
1: conversation today features a powerful and inspiring story. It's one of facing challenges and overcoming obstacles. A former New England Patriots running back who rose from a challenging early life to be the first in his family to go to college a player who was the top scorer in New Jersey high school football his senior year, a player who led his team to an undefeated season and a state championship, and went on to help Penn State win the college football national championship. A quick backstory: Evenfield Long has partnered with the New England Patriots Alumni Club on its Football for You program for boys and girls ages 9 to 14 and their families. Patriots Alumni brings this one-day no-contact football camp to communities across New England, free of charge. It's a positive atmosphere, the kids have a lot of fun. Imagine learning some of the basics of playing each position on a football team from a former pro. Campers and their families also hear from a former Patriots player. As I've introduced these players at the camps over the years, I've been struck by their willingness to openly share with the young campers very personal life stories. One of the most memorable comes from former running back John Williams.
2: Uh, Growing up in New Jersey, uh, I am one of uh, six or seven. And about my third grade, my life turned upside down. And what happened was that my father uh, went and shot and killed a man and uh, went into prison. And so from my second grade year up until my senior year in uh, high high school, I had to go visit my dad in jail. So we went from having a nice house to then going to, uh, growing up on welfare, uh, not having much food to eat. Uh, The embarrassment of uh, hanging around with your buddies or going someplace and asking where your dad is uh, was very, very embarrassing for me. And uh, it it affected me, it affected my childhood. So that's, uh, you know, you guys think about your adversity, what you have to go through, I I went through. Uh, I also was a, a stutterer. When I got nervous, I would stutter, and, and you know, I was able to overcome those things. So, you know, it, it, it's all because of other people that uh, got involved with my life as well.
1: Tell us a little bit about growing up, and from a neighborhood, and the decisions yeah. that were out there, both good and bad.
2: Yeah, you know, each and every one of us, we have examples in in, in our lives. Right? We have people that are on the left side that are making good examples, and you have people on the right side that are making bad examples. My, my bad example came from my brother. Uh, my oldest brother was a great football player, uh, but he got messed up on drugs. Uh, my brother smoked marijuana. That led him down the line to shooting needles and becoming a, a drug addict and eventually dying of AIDS. Um, then I had good examples. You know, those good examples are the guys that you... You, you hung out with, the guys that you shared your story with. Uh, one guy that was part of my life was my high school football coach, uh, Coach Jerry Moore. Um, <coughs> I do have a national championship ring. Well, I did have it, but I gave it to my high school football coach. Because when I got older in life, I looked at where I am right now. I'm in sales with FedEx and, and uh, I love what I do. And it's, it's because of guys like him that got involved with my life. You know, what it took for me was to share a dream uh, with Coach Moore and for Coach Moore to say I can help you get reach those points but you just gotta listen to me and follow uh, my examples. Why did you listen? Why? Because I uh, you know my mother <laughs> you know my, my, my mom is, is special um, going through, growing up not having my dad around seeing her suffer, uh, seeing her work hard, seeing her cry at night, seeing her not eat food because she wanted us to have food See her borrow and say I'll pay back, um, and then also my brothers and sisters, and, and I wanted to, I wanted to do something different in a, in my life. I wanted to be the first one to, to go to college. I wanted to be the first one to, you know, to get into professional sports. I mean, I'm from a when I say I'm from a large family. My mother is one of 21 kids, and I have 105 first cousins, <laughs> so I'm from a very large family. And a lot of that family got involved with drugs. And so again, there goes those examples of, of what I did not want to do.
1: Tell us about the role of football and team sports in your life.
2: Yeah, I mean, football was, uh, you know, football saved me and got me off the streets. You know, my high school football coach said, hey, if you, if you want to, uh, I can make you the best quarterback in New Jersey. And, and he lied, and made me the best running back uh, in New Jersey. You know, I remember on a day like today, coming off of work, putting my shoulder pads and helmet on and going out and run. You know by myself uh, I did have some buddies there's about seven of us that we hung around with and we made a pact we said we're not gonna do drugs all right and we're not gonna get in trouble and only one guy fell off and got in trouble with with, uh, with drugs
1: and it wasn't just about sports no. with coach Moore no. because his wife was part of this whole package too yeah. right
2: yeah. yeah you know coach you know growing up in New Jersey not having an understanding of how to eat properly, Um, you know, needing a tutor. Uh, Coach and his wife was there for me all the time. You know, I remember getting an award for, and I had to go to Rutgers to receive it. I had no idea how to utilize the utensils. So I went over to their house, they set up the plates and everything for me, and they taught me how to eat properly. I mean, I was just at home, I'm just shoveling in. But then I had to change. Right, I had to change, and I, I'm glad that uh, they were able to be there to teach me that. And the role of education. Oh yeah, that is that is key. If you guys think that hey, I'm just going to go out and get in the sport and not go to school, not go to class, um, I remember I I got kicked off. Uh, well, I got kicked off the football field because I missed class. When I went to Penn State, um, you got a phone call every morning, uh, and if you picked up the phone, the athletic director said. How come you're not in class? And, you know, Paterno found out that if you didn't go to class, he, he knew about it. And you got in trouble for it. So, yeah, that's going to class is big, um, I guess, to succeed in anything you want to do. Because it's not just the sport. The sport's going to get you there. But it's your education that's going to keep you going further and further and further. Football, you're going to play for 10 years. But for uh, work purposes, you're going to work until you're probably 70.
1: Adversity. You've seen it. Anybody who plays a team sport or an individual sport, you're going to go through it. What do you want to tell the guys and gals about that?
2: You know, when you, when you go through adversity, here's what I like to say is that there's, there's going to be a, a bridge or a tee in the road. Over here, you, you got those who got the bad examples for you, and you know who they are. All right? And then you, over on your right hand side, you got those who set those good examples. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to get to those crossroads, and what, I was there, and I made that right choice. I went to the right, and made the right decision. My brother was at that same crossroad, and he made the he made he chose to go left, right, because he just got involved with with drugs and bad guys that he hung around with. Pick your friends, all right? If they're not if they don't want to be like you, you got to tell them. You got to move. You got to go on. Find some folks. Find some friends. And your family, mom and dads, you guys help pick out who they're going to hang out with, all right? So you guys can then achieve the same same, uh, goal moving forward. John Williams.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Following the Patriots alumni camp presentation, I spoke more with John Williams about the challenges he faced growing up and the people who have influenced his life. Growing up in a situation in which there is a lot of adversity and so on, what were some of the things when you went to bed at night and you were were thinking, what did you think about? Oh
2: my goodness, it was, uh, you think about whether or not you're gonna get bit by a rat that night, uh, whether or not a roach is gonna crawl in your ear. Uh, You would think about um, when we, before my dad uh, went to jail, he would, You know, you'd think about whether or not you're going to get beat for something, uh, because he was a tough tough man. And then when he went to jail, you'd think about where's your next meal going to come from, uh, if the electricity's going to be off when you come home from school, what clothes are you going to wear, are they going to be washed, um, things like that. Just those, you know, I I look back on and you say, yeah, they're everyday things um, that you thought about every day. So that was my everyday everyday thought.
1: When you watched what your older siblings were going through and the decisions they were yeah. making, how did
2: that impact you? Oh, my goodness. You know, it, it, it's, I get visions of, I've seen my brother shoot up before, and I can still to this day remember where it was, what he was doing. And I said, I'm never going to go that direction, never. Um, you know, I can honestly say that I, I'm not proud of it. Uh, I, I smoked marijuana probably 10 times, growing up all in high school. And then I tried cocaine three times, um, but I was just lucky and stupid uh, at the same time. Um, to, to do that, knowing that when, when I saw my brother go through, when I saw my cousin go through, my cousins, like my brother died of AIDS. And three weeks later, four weeks later, five of his buddies died of the same disease. So it's ugly.
1: Peer influence, both good and bad. Give us a, a little insight into what you saw around you growing up.
2: Oh, my goodness. I saw, so you got uh, bad influence. I think, I think my, the bad influence of my dad making a decision to commit murder, to take the law into his own hands, um, it, it's, it's haunting. Uh, why would he do that? Why would he affect our family that way? Um, the good influence is, is my mom and, and uh, uh, the adversity she had to, had to overcome and the way she did it, how, how hard she would work. My, you know, my mother would win bingo, get ten bucks to go to bingo, so she can have an opportunity to win four hundred or two hundred, so that way she can make it stretch uh, for the family. Um, you know beginning of the month when the welfare check came in, um, having food to eat, and my mother made sure we, we got home and, and we ate, you know, because we didn't know how long that food was going to last. Um, my buddies in the neighborhood, uh, also the good influence, of the guys I hung out with, my cousin Clint, and, and you know, just built, a lot of the guys that I, we made that pack with, as
1: I mentioned before. How old were you when you oh, made that pact, that you guys were <laughs> going to keep it
2: we were Clean. because we we we, we saw it. we saw my brother when we were in i don't know sixth grade fifth grade we saw we saw the drug scene i mean it was we saw the marijuana scene we saw my brother my cousins um friends in the neighborhood and we we're like we're not going to do that we saw those guys high walking around stone high and we said there's no way we're going to do that and we made that pack probably fifth grade sixth grade and we said, we're just, we're just not gonna get involved with it. Now, I, I, I will also say that my brother wouldn't allow me to do it, in a sense, even though he was doing it. You know, I, I'd be around the guys and they're smoking marijuana, and the guy's like, here, John, take a hit. My brother's like, no, no, no. You know, so I was sort of like off limits around him, but yet he was, you know, <laughs> the worst influencer in my life when it came to drugs.
1: Role so. of sports. What's your earliest sports memory?
2: (laughs) Earliest sports memory was um, taking my cousin's position in football because back in the older days, we had to wear football girdles and his was too tight (laughs) and didn't like it. (laughs) So he quit the sport. And in quitting the sport, it opened it up for me to play and here i am uh let's see when i was in bridgewater i was probably six seven years old wow and i played center <laughs> i played center for my cousin claude who was a quarterback and uh, that was my that was my memories but getting on there getting my first uniform getting that yellow helmet and um you know playing playing peewee football but i was a center
1: tell us about the safe haven that football became for you
2: you know Football. What football did for me is it put it put me and surrounded me around good people, good coaches. Uh, Jerry Federico was my pop Warner coach, and you know <laughs> we used to call him the Archie Bunker of 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 coaches. But, but he was a great guy. He loved he loved everybody. He used to get us over the house and sit down about Italian food. You know, watching him make Italian sauce or gravy. Um, Having him uh, in in my early football years put me in a position where I learned team sport because I missed a practice one day even though I was the best player on the field. uh, I was running back at the time so I, I missed practice me and my cousin we were down this park playing a game and he came down and he caught us and he kicked me off the practice kicked me off the team and he said if you want to come back you have to apologize to the team." Uh, And I said, I'm not coming back. There's no way. Uh, But yet I ended up talking to my cousin who was at Rutgers at the time, Lester Johnson. And uh, he said, man, you better get back and go talk to those guys. So I went and apologized to the football team, and he let me back on. How tough was that? Um, It was tough because it it was was a pride thing. You know, like you wanted to be on the team, but it was like, ha, 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 here comes John. He's going to come crying back to us. And... uh, yeah, it was tough but I, I learned that lesson that you know I was I'm not bigger than the team and Jerry Federico taught me that you know he, he the, the things that I can just sit back and just remember him he's deceased now but the, the values of what he taught me as a younger as a younger kid um, even though my dad was my dad wasn't around uh, Jerry Federico became my father I was able to go to his house anytime you know and then as you get older, your junior high school coach, uh, Mr. Anderson, bought me a pair of football cleats. I couldn't afford them. You know, the black Rydell with the red bottoms. <laughs> you know, I remember them going home and showing my mom these cleats, you know, that I, I, I got from, uh, uh, you know, Dick Anderson. You know, and then, you know, you go into your high school years and, oh my goodness, it, uh, I, I can honestly say I, I, I love my football coach. I love my coaches and, I'm truly in love with uh, my high school football friend, Coach Jerry Moore. Jerry
1: Moore has your Penn State Championship ring. Can you express what his influence meant to oh, you?
2: Wow. Uh, you know, Jerry became my father. He really did. He, he, he was a uh, curly hair, uh, white guy. And I say that because I grew up in the, in the hood. That took me underneath his, underneath his wing, uh, and like I told the kids earlier today, that you know he said that he's going to make me the best quarterback, but now was the running back. But the influence of of that guy, um, just teaching me the values of life, you know, how to act uh, around people. When coaches would come in to to visit, because I was a freshman playing varsity, um, they would come in to watch this other player, Victor Holloway. And I would sit there and just look and go, "Oh man, I want that to happen for me."
1: How did you connect? That's what I, I'm really interested. In. How did you connect with this coach at that time <laughs> of your life? Uh,
2: the connection was because he showed interest. He he, you know, he let me into his life. He, he did. He let me into his life. He had two little boys at the time. Uh, I became their boys. Uh, his, his boys. Uh, role models. I couldn't let them down. Couldn't let him down. Couldn't let you know my mom down. Uh, you know, Jerry Moore was a teacher in the school, and he made sure if I needed tutoring, I got tutoring. He made sure that um, that if I needed to pass a class, I got help to pass that class. You know, um, I, I thought one time I would go to uh, and then not go to class, in mean, a test, and I thought the teacher would give me a passing grade, and she flunked me. And it took some influencing from myself and the coach to, to have to be able to make up that, that test, which I did. And I passed it because it affected my grade point average. Now, I, I sort of weigh things now on you know hands like this. I go, I go full scholarship to a college on the streets. I, you know They're paying for my scholarship, working, not do, making much money. An opportunity to get in the NFL. Jail. You know, I, and so yeah, I weigh those options all the time when I when I think of things. I, tell, I teach my kids to, that now, to weigh those options.
1: This team sports environment and the fact that values be, can be conveyed, yeah. it's really what Evenfield is yeah. all about. I'm interested in, from your perspective, having gone through it, the values you've taken away from playing team sports.
2: You, you know, the, the values that I take away is that I have a role on that team and my role matters so if I'm a running back I I need to be a running back and not the quarterback at the time so do my job and try to do my job to the best of my abilities and then to understand what everybody else's role is on that football field so it helped me out to be a better uh, a person and a player so if you know if they were looking for a guard in high school I can I can jump in there and play guard because I I listened and I asked questions about the position that I that kept me going through through at Penn State and it kept me going through to the NFL.
1: You were a terrific blocker when you needed to, too. You go to Penn State, yeah. you're an outstanding running back, but Kurt Warner is there. <laughs> and for anybody who's a little closer to, to age here would yeah. remember, he was an incredible running oh, back. Yeah. But you were a really good one, had some terrific games, a couple against Notre Dame yeah. that were unbelievable, uh, Miami catching the ball. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But you, for the sake of the team, would block like you did against Herschel Walker in yeah. Georgia in the Sugar Bowl for the national championship. Yeah.
2: Tell us about that. You know, it's it's uh, it's funny because when you're when you're getting recruited by a college, Penn State or any other school, they talk about you're, you're going to be a running back, you're going to be a running back, you're going to be a running And then when you get there, reality sets in that they have a running back. There's other running backs that come in and find a position on the football field. What What is it going to take for you to get on the football field? So, yeah, I, I – Started as a tailback, uh, and then I got moved to fullback. I wasn't happy with it, but it, it taught me a lot that prepared me for playing playing running back. So learning how to block, blocking for Kurt, left side, right side, off tackle, up the, I mean, it was it was all for you know, for the betterment for the team for that one goal, common goal, is national championship. And then, you know, when I when Kurt left, I was promised to I would go back to the full I mean to the tailback position, and I went back there. But then I got injured, and the freshman by the name of DJ Dozier steps in, and he plays well. And then Joe says, "I, I need you to go back to fullback." I was not happy, but if you watched the games, you couldn't tell I wasn't happy. I was I was going to do whatever it took to 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 better Why? that team. Why? Why? Because I had a role. I didn't like losing. Um, The team needed me, and if I wasn't going to be the best fullback that I could be, then what was the values that I learned from my mother working hard? You know, my mother doing what it took so that she can feed her family, doing what it took so that the bills can be paid. So you think about those things, and you're on the football field. It's like, okay, why do I complain? I'm on the football field. I'm I'm at a school. I got a free scholarship uh let me get my role in the football field and and go do it stop complaining
1: you work your tail off you get through penn state with a national championship now you go to the national football league you're a third round pick for the new england patriots you come on board in a serious knee injury early on in your career take us back to that
2: moment devastating um yeah when you when you get drafted your mindset is i I made it. I finally made it. And now I'm gonna take what I learned at Penn State, learned in high school, and I'm gonna carry it over to the NFL. And then you get into the NFL, and on July 3rd, uh, 1984, 85, I was on the uh, Gillette Stadium football field doing some high knees, leg lifting, and I hyperextended my knee. I uh, got caught up on some turf and you know my foot went this way, my knee blew back that way and, and there I laid on the football field screaming and yelling, yelling and screaming.
1: And you knew um, it was serious?
2: Um, I didn't know how serious it was. It just felt like uh, somebody shot me in a calf and my calf exploded. Um, and I laid on the football field on a day like today, hot and humid, yelling and screaming for somebody hunting for about 20 minutes and then the trainer came running out to um, uh, ask me what happened and I told him and then the next day I think I was actually that I was taken to the hospital on that same day I had surgery
1: Then what happened?
2: Major reconstructed surgery with uh, nerve damage so uh, I have a drop foot I walk with a drop foot and so not being able to come back uh, from that uh, depression depression sets in you know, you go, what, what happened? I was angry, you get angry at God, you get angry at the sport, you get angry at yourself. You feel you let so many people, I felt that I let so many people down, you know, having an opportunity to, to make money, to, to take care of my mother, finally. And now I'm, I'm injured, I'm 23 years old, and devastated, what do you do? What do you do? You laying in the hospital, thinking that you know your hopes are there that you're going to come back, and then when you don't come back, uh, that's when reality sets in.
1: How'd you work through it?
2: Um, some good friends, a great wife, a spiritual, uh, to my church. Um, events like that scars you. It hurts you, uh, and I just gotta take each day. I take each day at a time. I, I still have, get angry sometimes when I trip uh, because my, my foot drags. Um, and just you just gotta make a decision to get through. It, you know, and then you have you have guys that leave the game that are banged up that you talk to that go, oh man, I I'd love to have your injury. And I'll I'll tell you another quick story. I get injured, Um, I'm driving my Z28 Camaro, I'm gonna go do this event, and it was at a VA hospital. I go in, we meet everybody, I got my crutches, I meet everybody, and now I'm gonna go tour the rooms and and say hi to everybody and sign autographs. The first room I went into was a double empties. And I'm talking to one of the vets, and he's asking me what happened to my my knee. And he asked me if I was angry, and I said yes. And he said, "Let's let's change. I'll take your I'll take your good leg, and I'll take your bad leg." And it was okay, John. Stop. No more. No more complaining. You know, you're not as bad as you think you are. All right. Um, so, you no. Know, but yeah, it's 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 things like that that again you come across in your life Uh, I I don't know I'm I'm just I I don't want to be the person that someone opens the door and see a face that's frowning you know and then starts frowning I want to put I want to be the person that opens the door and there's a joyful face there a sincere joyful face because I'm just appreciative of of everything I have right the values that I I learned growing up the values that I try to teach on to my kids you know, and then to kids that are out there running around right now on the football field.
1: I see you out there on the field.
2: Yeah.
1: And you are so enthusiastic with the kids. The joy in your face is yeah. obvious to watch. They respond so well. Yeah.
2: What's that like for you? You, you know, it's, I, I love it. I love it. Again, because I have girls. I didn't coach. <laughs> uh, now, I'm not saying that I couldn't coach, but um, when you get out on the football field and, and you take your knowledge, because I was... You know, all the guys in, on the alumni guys that are doing these events were the best of the best of the best. And we get out there and we take these little kids and we put them in a position where they learn from the best of the best of the best. And they get it. Right? You teach a kid a new stance and he gets it and you say, nice job. And he smiles. She smiles. That's what it's all about. They get it. You, you just, you just built them up, you just gave them a little bit of encouragement for that moment, all right? That's what it's all about. Thank you, John. Thank you.
0: The inspiring life story of John Williams. This peer into character presentation was written and produced by Chuck Wilson. On-site recording by Scott Carey. Editing and graphics by Chris Gemma. Music by Tenacious Orchestra, licensed through premiumbeat.com. Our theme music by Martin Harvey, licensed through pond5.com. Evenfield is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and this non-commercial video was produced to serve our educational mission. We want to thank Pete Brock, president of the New England Patriots Alumni Club and member of our nonprofit board. We also thank Evenfield's board of directors and the following in particular for their support of Evenfield's mission and this multimedia production. Thomas J. Scala, the John and Jessica Pincus Family Fund, and highly regarded businesses in Rhode Island, the Virtus Group. Trusted Advisors, led by Mark Cruz, providing an array of comprehensive financial planning services for families and businesses. Epic Promotions, the Kuto family has four decades of experience in printing, branding, and marketing. Thank you, Barry, Adam, and Keith. Graphic Innovations, a New England leader in large format printing, graphics, and vehicle wraps. Our thanks to Jim Larkin and his team. Chuck Wilson on sports and our peer into character conversations are presented by Evenfield, promoting integrity, life skills, and leadership through sports. If you enjoyed this program, please like us on Facebook and subscribe to this channel. And if you believe our content has value and you're in position to support us, a donation of any amount, big or small, would be appreciated. Evenfield is a recognized 501c3 nonprofit organization, and donations to Evenfield are tax deductible to the full extent allowed by law. You can learn more about our organization at evenfield.org. I'm Mark Kestisher.
1: And I'm Chuck Wilson. Evenfield's message is that in sports and life, the way you win matters because integrity and trust are vital to building quality relationships with others and achieving your personal best. Let's inspire kids to exhibit competitive courage and to understand that the way you compete, achieve goals, interact with people, and do everything else in life shows the world how you value character and respect for others. Let's encourage each of them to be a person of integrity who is worthy of trust on and off the field. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.